Hey, everybody. Hi, guys. Well, from the red, white, and blue room in TGIA Tower, Salt Lake City, Utah. It's Thank God I'm Atheist. The podcast. I'm Frank. And I'm Dan. Coming up today, well, Dan hinted at it. It's a little bit of uh, America. It's America. We're uh, <laughs> we're going to talk about America. Yeah, and I'm, I'm actually sporting some red, white, and blue today. You are indeed. Yeah. Uh, and I uh, tastefully done, too. Sure, sure. You've avoided looking like a Stars and Stripes Walmart person. No, yeah, no, no, no. That, that's not at all what I'm doing, but I'm I'm showing my my, my red, white, and blue. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Nice little... It's, it's a subdued blue. It's, it, it's more of sort of a red, white, and gray. <sighs> it counts. Okay, I'll give it to it you. It counts. It's for the 4th of July, it counts. All right. <laughs> and, and we it's are coming to you actually from the 4th of July. It is the 4th of July as we speak. Yeah. It uh, won't be when you hear this, but no. that's okay. Well, maybe some of you. Mm. Well, that's true. Maybe. Anyway, uh, so we're celebrating America. Mer. We got stuff to talk about. <laughs> Not all of you are Americans. No. So uh, uh, so that's okay. But religion enters the, the national discussion so much. Yeah. Well, America is the most interesting place to talk about religion right now because it's so fucking weird. Yeah here yeah uh however i'm gonna start uh my first story yeah in a totally other country what country and this was sent in to us by a listener in new zealand so there you go oh uh, this is from the new zealand herald okay um i'm i'm sure it's a fine publication it pops up a lot actually so there you go um we're talking about bishop victor silva uh-huh. of the universal church of the kingdom of god mm. doesn't that sound nice mm-hmm um, apparently, uh, he's in a little hot water. Why? Uh, well, he, uh, he, his church distributed a pamphlet as churches sometimes do, yeah, yeah, yeah. uh, that read in part, quote, for people who suffer with constant pain, deteriorating health, can't work due to illness, incurable disease, doctors don't know what's wrong, dependent on pills, recovery from injury, uh-uh. weight problems, sick children, uh-huh. uh, he was claiming that the the prayer will help all of these things uh, <laughs> okay. if you just come to his church. Yeah, okay. Um, that's that's not an uncommon religious claim. No. However, unlike the United States of America, uh, the New Zealand apparently has laws that that prevent people from claiming that you can cure incurable diseases if you can't actually do it. What really? Yeah. So New Zealand. Uh, so wow. they were they were sued um, by a, a, a man named Mark Hanna from the Society for the Science for Science Based Healthcare, and uh, and yeah he he said strangely and I think this is weird but apparently he claims that there was no evidence that any of those health issues could be allevi- alleviated through prayer. <laughs> I just how does how how where does he get that from? Wow, of course it can. Um, it, it turns out that there are laws, uh, the, uh, there is the Therapeutic Products Advertising Code Principle 2, uh, mm-hmm. and ad- Advertising, and Principle 3, okay. which are, which are both, uh, violated by, really? by this, uh, thing. So, a, and, and, um, what's, what's the situation on the ground in New Zealand? Is there, are there riots Oh, oh, are the is are the religious folk and the believers? Are they just the freaking sheep, out? The sheep are running in the streets. <laughs> yeah. There are 
<laughs> there are hobbits everywhere. <laughs> oh, the little we know about New Zealand. Is that what you're admitting to here? Yeah. There are sheep and hobbits. I'm pretty sure their population is like, and, and, you know, <laughs> they. what do they got? Like 100,000 people in, in the whole country? It's about four and a half million, actually. I'm just... Really? You know that? Off the top of my head. Yeah, strangely. <laughs> that is weird. <laughs> uh, <laughs> there are strange... I pick up weird details. Yeah. Usually yeah. just from... I. It's not like I sought out, like, oh, let's look up New Zealand's... But I read something, and yeah, I, I believe... I, if I remember correctly, it's like four and a half million. Oh, there you go. And I remember thinking about that. I was like, wow. New Zealand's like, you know, a real deal country, and that's not a lot of people. Yeah. You know? Well, I'll bet you they have a lot more sheep than that. Yeah, they probably do. I remember thinking, that, well, that's not kind of the population of Oklahoma. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's kind of... Anyway, just, I we I still think you're a valid country, New Zealand. Not, Frank well, Frank may not, but no, I still I do. Think. I do. That's the thing. Like, I know I know they're a legit Well, country. and I respect them a lot more now that I know that they're like... Small not, population doesn't mean right. anything. Now that I know that they'll not let you make claims uh, that could... <laughs> That that you can cure diseases through prayer. Mm. That's actually uh, it's nice to hear. No, I think the reason somehow, well, New Zealand has been popping up because of that whole like dot com thing. The dot coms, the guy who Mega Upload, the founder of Mega Upload. Oh, I don't know anything. Oh, about okay. That. Anyways, they moved there. Oh, okay. New, New Zealand granted them permanent residency, I see. and I followed that story just a little bit because it's anybody with the last who changes their name to dot com warrants my attention yeah, sure so, sure it was probably some, something like that yeah anyway i thought that that was cool there this this church has now been censored not censored censured there you go for their uh for for their claims i, I love that i think that's yeah. great that's i wish we lived somewhere that that was possible yep unfortunately Absolutely, that would be good it's not um well um where do I want to go? I want to go... A good example of how America works. Um, here's a story uh, from uh, from Phoenix. Well, the example in this story... I guess it's not just happening in Phoenix. It's happening all over the place. But uh -huh. this, this is a really good example of um, what happens when you have... Um, uh, you know, police officers with good intentions. Okay. Um, who decide to take matters into their own hand. That's, there's and, never uh, once been a story reported <laughs> that started with that and went well. Uh, so um, poli Phoenix Police Officer Lieutenant Jim Gallagher has been on that uh, police force for uh, 18 years. And uh, he has, uh, through the years, noticed that he keeps... Um, um, arresting the same prostitutes over and over and over. They don't stop? They don't stop. Oh. Um, and uh, the, the, the reasons for that, the story, you know, it's not for me to say what yeah. happens there, but the, the he decided that he needed to do something different because clearly the current system of arresting a, 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 a prostitute mm -hmm. um and having her go to jail for um, a stay of however much time isn't working. Isn't isn't inspiring them to not be prostitutes. Exactly. Sure. And so he he has teamed up 
um, with uh, an Arizona State University professor by the name of Dominique Rosepowitz. Oh, yeah. Uh, who uh, does work in social work stuff. And uh, their goal was uh, uh, to reduce the number of women on the streets by helping them turn their lives around instead of just throwing them in jail. Okay. I think that's, that's great. That's sure. Right? That's I, wonderful. What a wonderful goal. I agree. Okay. I think the other shoe's dropping, though. <laughs> so, in a, in, a, in a partnership between the police force, Catholic charities, and a local Christian church, mm-hmm. uh, they've now... Uh, they, they, they're operating a twice yearly sex work sting operation, uh, where whoever they pick up, whatever sex workers they're, they're picking up are taken, um, to Bethany Bible church, uh, and escorted in, in handcuffs. So, so he's picking them up in under his official capacity as as a a cop, as a police officer. That's all. an actual program of the Phoenix Police Department. Oh, no. Um, and they are given the option to avoid uh, criminal prosecution by participating in the uh, program there at Bethany Bible Church. I think they should call it the Jesus or Jail program. <laughs> well, uh, consider, yeah, with those, I, I, I like the how that kind of sets up, you know, yeah. Jesus or, or church attendance is somehow equal in punishment terms. Right. Going yes, to, exactly. Going to jail. Oh gosh, I don't know. Um <laughs> jail. No, Jesus. No. Nah, I... This one's tough. I don't I really don't. I guess you can preach at me for a minute. Yeah, right. They probably have to Who's s- going to choose jail? Right. This is forced what, participation. What I want to know church. is I want to see their numbers cuz I'm guessing that's not going to be any more effective at keeping the girls off the street. There is, in fact, absolutely no evidence, and the article addresses that, that any such program like this, because, again, Phoenix is not the only place that has tried this uh, or something similar, and uh, no evidence has ever been uh, submitted. No, because... That, that shows that these programs are in any way effective. I mean, I would guess that if you asked most prostitutes, most of them would claim that they were Christian in the U.S. Yeah. Most of them already are. They yeah. just don't do it. I mean, the truth is, church doesn't have answers for these sorts of things. Church no. says the same thing they've been saying for thousands of years, and it doesn't work, and then they just keep saying it. And then they say, and then when it doesn't work, they just say, well, these people are in Satan's hands. Yeah. They just ha- won't give up their sin. Yeah. Well, yeah, they won't, because you don't know what the hell you're doing. You don't know how to stop it. You don't know what you're doing. <laughs> Uh, by the way, just uh, just so just because we as a podcast like to inform our listeners, I will let you know that there are uh, at present uh, approximately uh, forty million sheep in New Zealand. That's like a ten to one. Yep. Did you double check my population? Yeah, you were about you were right on. It's, it's, it's just, actually four point four million, isn't it? It's four point two. Oh, is it? Okay, four point three. So yes, you were right on, and uh, there, uh, it dairy farming has taken over some of it. So it oh. used to, it used to be seventy million in eighty in nineteen eighty two. It's dropped down to forty million, which leads me to believe that everybody in New Zealand must have a sheep. The whole country is made of wool. <laughs> like, how there, do you have that many sheep? 
Houses are made of wool. Everybody must, I mean, every industry in the country must be involved in the sheep industry. Yeah. Yeah. Wool or whatever. Everybody. Everyone. It's, it's a, it's a they mutton. cannot live their lives without being affected it's by wool. It's a muttonous land. <laughs> muttonous? And mountainous. Uh-huh. It's mountainous and muttonous. And and a little lamby. <laughs> lamby, sure. <laughs> You'll get a little lamby, a little muttonous. <laughs> All right, sorry. Uh, that, that was uh, divergent. That was, from what we're talking from about. We're, uh, yeah. Excuse me, Dan. I'm trying to present a story here. <laughs> well, and, I mean, I thought I thought we were pretty much done. I mean, oh, we concluded that okay, church doesn't cure prostitution. No, there's a shock. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, at least they don't go to jail. I'm <laughs> I'm all for prostitutes not going to jail. Yeah, I pe- mean, but these people are violating the uh, you know First Amendment. Of course they are. Why don't they go to jail? Well, come on, it's Jesus. You're... It's the First Amendment of the Constitution of the United States of yes. America. That First Amendment? Is yes. Is that the one you're talking about? Yes. Yeah, they violated that. Sure. Why Why can't there be jail time for that? Um, well, they're just going to be told, no, stop it. It's not It's not a violation of the First Amendment. It's a faith-based initiative. <laughs> I think. I, I don't think you understand how this works. It's a faith, faith-based initiative. I want to people have. to start going to jail for violations of the First Amendment. Right? Wouldn't that be great? Yeah. Or, or you get you get a choice. You can go... You, you either get to have to go to jail... <laughs> or you have to sit in a room with da- with David Silverman. Ah, there you go. For you know, and who wants that for four hours? That's a fate worse than <laughs> Silverman's a fine fellow. <laughs> yeah, it's just a yeah. Or with some other such person. Uh, <laughs> us, you're sentenced to listen to listen to our podcast. You have to listen to what a delight, Dan! You you get to listen mm-hmm. to to twenty episodes of mm. "Thank God I'm Atheist." Yeah, you mm. have like some sort of interlock device on your car right. that won't start unless you're playing our podcast <laughs> at a volume at a certain would, volume at an yeah. unignorable volume uh, thirty five <laughs> on the volume knob. Damn it! Make it stop! Damn you, Red Rock Hot Club! Uh, a Utah man has been oh? sentenced to jail. Oh, um, no. What did he do? He assaulted someone. That's never acceptable, Dan. No, but you know, in fairness, the other guy did something wrong, too. What did he do? He tried to save... Three whole pews at a Mormon ward. Three whole, not spots. No, he was actual like, like three whole pews worth of seating. Well, that's not that's three not right. rows of seats. Uh, and the, but wait a second, wait a second, wait a second. So he's doing that, and the guy punches him. Well, one of those rows. First of all, this was not this guy's normal church. He was Who's? he was visiting the fir- the guy the that sa- the no the guy that's saving the seats oh. is a visitor. And one of the seats he was saving was this guy's standard seat. Oh. Every oh. week, Mr. Dodge, Wayne Dodge, a 52-year-old man, mm-hmm. sits in the same spot in church. Wayne Dodge. Wayne Dodge. That's a good name. That's a that's a cowboy name. Yeah, that is. Wow. This is a, this is Plain City, Utah, sort of up near Ogden, I think. 
I believe that's right. Yeah. Um, so Dodge got uh, a little bent out of shape. <laughs> I saw the man's uh, the man's photo, his 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 uh, mugshot. Yeah. He looks scary. He's one of those guys where his neck is much thicker than the top of his head. Oh, you give that guy one of the pews. Give him back his seat. He's a big guy. <laughs> How old is he? 52. 52. So, uh, but what's funny is they got into an altercation. He's like, he's like at the perfect, He's he is at the peak of old man strong. Yeah. 52 is like, that dude, he could, yeah, break you in half. Yeah. Hmm. Yep, he's he's got old man strong going for him. Well, here's the thing. I mean, it's just so funny. They literally take it outside. There's, they did? The altercation got so heated, they took it outside. How, but how does this... Was was the the, 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 the pursing of lips so intense in, in, in this chapel that nobody, like, spoke up and was, like, trying to... It must have... In, in, in between them? I, see, I don't no, what, understand. What, what nobody said anything? What you're getting at is something that we need to spell out for our listeners. Because Mormons... <laughs> remember, we're talking about Mormons here. They're the most <laughs> passive-aggressive people on the planet. Now, you get a big old, good old boy. Uh-huh. He's not He's not going to be passive-aggressive the way a suburban no. housewife is. No, no, no. Yeah. But, uh, but still, in church, there's a sense of decorum no matter where you are. Right. And uh, so it must, I mean, it's got to be like, oh, I'm saving these three. Uh, no, that's where I sit. No, I'm just, I need to save these for my family. Listen, I sit in that seat. That's my seat. Yeah. I just need to save them. Now you look here. <laughs> and it I was come all, to this ward. It was for... all quiet and stuff. Uh-huh. Now that's just where I sit. So your family can find somewhere else. I'm sure you don't need three whole pews. I just can't imagine how it got to this level, but now... But how did it turn into something out of a Coen Brothers film? I mean, right? Like the, the dialogue you just created, like, is insanity. Yeah. Well, I mean... You and, can't have that conversation. No. How do you have that? You just... Oh, oh. oh I'm terribly sorry. I'll sit across the aisle. Yeah. Nope. Sorry, you can't save seats. Oh, okay. Somebody gives in. Somebody gives in. Not and in this case. everybody knows. I'm sorry. A certain amount of seat saving, fine. Yeah. Okay, it's fine. Right. I think even just one whole pew is pretty intense. It's asking a lot. Uh, yeah. But three? It's crazy town. I don't this, know that that's allowed anywhere. Like That guy needs really... to get hit. Yeah. But but uh, Mr. Dodge needed to uh, he needed to, to, to go to the bishop. Well, yes. Yeah, there are better ways to handle it than taking it outside, but that's what Dodge did, and he got jail sentence for it. He got sentenced to jail. He, uh, he'll, he'll he actually... he Oh, oh! He'll serve oh, 30 I, days. Now I'm looking at a picture of this Oh, man. did you find him? Yes. He's not a he's not an unscary man. Well, is the is the mountain man one? Is that... Oh, no, that's not that's the not guy. him. This is the guy right here. This one. Yeah, that's the one I'm looking at. Yeah. He's a he's a he's he's a guy that you don't want to mess with. No. He's a big guy. Oh oh, here's one with him with a goatee. Oh yeah, yeah. Also, yeah. He's a, he's a Did, I, the goatee is definitely more intimidating than the fully shaved. Do we know if he had the goatee at the know. time of the incident? I don't know, but I like to imagine him wearing a suit with cowboy boots. That's what I'm imagining. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> He's going to jail. That's it. Oh, all right. Well, so uh, it's summer. 
It is at that. And meaning, uh, tis the season for gay pride. Do-do-do-do. That's what happens in the summer. Across, yeah. across our land, uh, cities will uh, celebrate their gay community. Usually June-ish. Usually it's yeah. June. Yeah. Yep. Um, but they happen throughout. Because sure. like, if you're sort of one of the lesser cities mm. and you want a really good Grand Marshal, sure. you, you got, might you, you need gotta to wait do until, yours a little later in the summer. Gotta wait until the season dies down yeah, a bit. Yeah, yeah. Because you're not going to be able to compete with San Francisco no. for getting a really good Grand Marshal. Or New York. Or New York. Um. And so, uh, so I guess this last weekend, or it had to be this last weekend, uh, was San Francisco Gay Pride. Oh. Um, I th- I'm thinking that's when it was. I actually don't know exactly, because it's only uh, peripherally important to this sure. story. Sure. Um, so during uh, this year's San Francisco Gay Pride, uh, Burger King <laughs> uh, issued or started... Uh, Offering the uh, the proud Whopper. Oh, and uh, uh, you could get a regular Whopper, sure, or you could get a proud Whopper. Oh, and you go for the proud Whopper. You go to the proud, yeah, of course, because also you know Burger King's you know not run by a bunch of idiots. No, they picked a Burger King that's like right adjacent, immediately adjacent to all the the gay pride stuff, like right? in the Castro District or something. Yeah, somewhere. Who knows. But, um, so anyways, so they posted this nice little video and the Uh, video is a lot of fun and we'll need to post it onto our, uh, maybe, maybe onto the blog. Uh, and, uh, they, but it caused, of course, just such, oh, uh, let me describe what they ended up doing. So it is the exact same burger. It is just the Whopper. Sure. Sure. But it's been wrapped in a rainbow flag wrapper. Oh, really? That's all it is, huh? That's all it is. And, uh, in fact, I'm going to play the video. Let's see if I can pull this up without making any noise. Okay, yeah. So, here we go. Um, It says... What did it say on the wrapper? Oh, uh, we're all the same inside. (laughs) Okay. So uh-huh. you, but you kind of had to eat your burger, and everybody in the video is like, "Well, I don't get it." And some some girls are like, mm, "It tastes different. It tastes better. <laughs> it's better." And people are like, "No, it's just the same Whopper." And they're like, "No, it tastes better though. Somehow, <laughs> somehow it's sweeter. Is it sweeter?" And uh, and so, anyways, they unwrap it. Blah blah blah. Anyways, uh, well, as you would expect, uh, conservatives in this country. Uh, are aghast. They're, they are flipping out. Yeah, because they're fagging up our burgers now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, it is funny. I mean, <laughs> it does seem like you would want to pander to them rather than to the gay community. Oh, no, no, no. But... Anyways, you know they know what side their bread is buttered on. <laughs> they well, know they know that. I mean the 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 tide of American opinion is changing oh, enough. Yeah, yeah. Oh, everybody's jumping on board. That yeah, you're we we are going to see rainbow everything. Oh, I mean yeah. now is now is the moment in history to jump onto this bandwagon. Oh, yeah, it's fantastic. So uh, or per, or should I say to jump onto this parade float? Uh, so I wanted to read some uh, some tweets. Oh, please do that happened. Oh, uh, I, I hope by people who were very, very, very upset about this. Herman Cain. Oh, I um, remember Herman Cain at the Herman Cain. 
he says, uh, a lot has changed at Burger King since I was part of the management team there. BK introduces Gay Pride Whopper. I didn't even know he worked at Burger King. Well, he he's been in the food service industry for a mm, while. I guess well, that's true. He's he the uh, the Godfather's Pizza. He was Godfather's guy? Pizza CEO. Yeah. yeah. Um, this one says, uh, "Hey Burger King, want to really speak truth to power? Want to shake things up? How about a Second Amendment Whopper? <laughs> Be my way, right? How about this? I like this. What if Burger King introduces?" A whopper where you get a free gun, but you have to admit that you're gay. Mmm. Mmm. How about yeah, there that? There you go. Yeah, sure. Um, here's one that says, tag your gay whopper and shove it. I'm done with you and your dumb shit. You will lose a lot of business over this stupid move. No more for me. Oh, no. They lost that person's business? Mm-hmm. Oh, that it, it is a mistake then. Obviously. <laughs> here's one that says... Screw Burger Queen. I won't be buying your crap any longer. <laughs> Burger Queen, that's brilliant. That's they funny. should they yeah. should have come up with that. I know that they didn't. Um let's see. Let's see. Congratulations. You have just succeeded in offending fifty percent of the people in the country by taking gay sex out of the bedroom and wrapping it on a burger. <laughs> Wow. I do love how, like, gay equals gay sex to Oh, everyone. clearly. Like, all, all of the haters, they're not just talking about, like, a person. They're talking about a person's sex. Because, <laughs> yeah, that's what it's about. That's all they care about. So gay, it's gross. Gay rights is all about yeah. hey, listen, bum if sex. I th- if I think about your sex, it's gross, too. Yeah. You know? No, it's hot. <laughs> no, there's, there's a picture of this guy. Oh, really? Well, because they're pulled off. Of oh, Twitter right, feeds. right, right. Let me see. No, you really can't tell. Oh, okay. I was, I was just Gay saying it to say it. You're right. Uh, new rapper. Hope you go out of business. I want a rapper the Italian flag on Columbus Day. Bet that'll never happen. Wait, what? <laughs> what I love about Twitter is uh, is is how lucid everyone seems. On Twitter, everybody's very good at presenting their points and being clear. <laughs> oh, oh, absolutely, <laughs> yeah. Um, such a shame. I never thought this day would come because I think Burger King is so much better than McDonald's and Wendy's. <laughs> but sadly, the stupidity of this new product and the exposed <laughs> hidden agenda outweighs the delicious taste of a Whopper for me. <laughs> so I am done eating at BK. <clears throat> go Chick Fil A. Go. <laughs> Oh my god, that's brilliant. I guarantee there's another one. I guarantee no matter how hungry I get, I will never eat again at a Burger King restaurant. <laughs> uh, you know what? I'll bet that's not true for that particular person. <laughs> no, They're that adamant about it. It means that they go there a lot <laughs> and I'll bet they'll get over it. <laughs> Give it less than a year, they're back in a Burger King. Uh and then here's uh, once again people who all, this point consistently just blows my mind okay. and yet it's one that people go to so quickly sure um i'm done as a straight christian american i would never ask or expect a christian whopper straight whopper or an american whopper because you felt it was necessary to get involved in this issue i will get involved and no longer dine or take out a burger king again good job <laughs> First of all, I love the use of the word dine as it applies to Burger King. 
I just, I, you know, it's fine. I get it. You, you, <sighs> yeah, pull out the good silver. The, gotta... Yeah, exactly. I The thing is, yes, I get it because it is, to me, probably the same as the liberals not going to Chick-fil-A because of... No, it's not the same because Chick-fil-A didn't... They're, they're, I mean, Chick-fil-A, unlike a place like Hobby Lobby, uh-huh. Chick-fil-A themselves didn't actually... Uh, Oh, the business itself the was business, not involved in. Yeah, it was in the it douchebaggery. Was, it was the president of the business who who wow. said a bunch of shit. Right. Yeah. I mean, that is a little different. It is a little different. And frankly, I'm uh I'm uh on the fence about the whole about, you know, punishing a business for what its owners say or right. for what, you know, on their in their private lives. Punish it because they put one stupid pickle on their chicken sandwich. <laughs> like that's the reason to punish them. But I mean, I get it. You know, if you feel passionately about this, uh, it, yeah, you, you, they probably should boycott uh, Burger King. Yeah, but they uh, should go for it. Yeah. Guess what? It's Burger not. King just picked up so much goodwill. Yeah, exactly. And so many people who are like, yeah, Burger King. The next time it's a McDonald's and a Burger King. Yeah, they're the ones who like me. Right. Or I, they're the ones who like my brother or my sister. Right. I do think it's funny that this battle is is being fought in the uh in the realm of the of the fast food joint. I just think that that's hilarious. I, yeah. Now, I mean, mind you, I li- I also like that last tweet about like I don't expect my burger to be wrapped in Christian considering that like there are places like In-N-Out that actually put scriptures on their packaging. Yeah. No, that's true. <laughs> um let's see. Any more of these? Uh, I will no longer eat at Burger King. You fags can enjoy your way. <laughs> Faggot your way. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, eat at places that support your hatred. Yeah. I, I'm fine with that. Personally, just avoid fast food in general. It's a good decision. Yeah. You know? And that's not to say that I don't stop at the and get the occasional burger. Sure. I have a couple places I'll get, get a burger. Yeah. But, like, I don't know. I love me a good burger. I'll have a burger. Yeah. But, but yeah, it's not... A burger's not the issue. You shouldn't it's be going there all the, the time. The fries and the fact that you get duped into a soda every time. It's just tragic. It is tragic. It's a tragedy. It is a tragedy. <laughs> because, you know, you, you you walk in and you're like, do you have fresh brew iced tea? And they're like, no. You're like, oh, no. shit. That means I'm having a Dr. Pepper. They do serve water, you know. Uh, yeah, but I want the fries. <laughs> so if I'm going to get the fries, I might as well get the soda. They've you know? got you. There's a system. And it works. They've beaten you. They have. You are I defeated. pay a quarter more, <laughs> and I get some god-awful beverage I don't want. Uh, the, the diabetes has beaten down your door. Oh, shut up. Don't even say that to me. I'm terrified of diabetes. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm going to move us on to uh, La France. Vive La France. Ooh, oui, oui. Oh, oui. Yes. <laughs> Those are your French... These are my French sounds. The, the sounds <laughs> of the, the French. French. <laughs> uh, judges uh, at the European Court of Human Rights. Oh, that's big. Pan-European. Yeah. Um, in Brussels? Is it in uh, Brussels? Where is it now? I don't know where it is. I oh. don't know the where of oh. it. Um, 
get on it, Dan. <laughs> yeah, indeed. Um, anyway, uh, they have heard arguments on both sides of the issue of because if you'll recall, France banned uh, head face covering garments in public, yeah, such as, such as the the burqa or the nakib, mm-hmm. the nakib, niqab, niqab. I'm there switching the, my my there vowels there. It's in Strasbourg, France. Okay, just so you know. Uh, so, uh, so they, they were sued. The case was brought by an unnamed 24 year old French citizen of Pakistani origin. Okay. Um, who wears a burqa and a nakib, a niqab. I'm saying both. Yeah. Uh, leaving only her eyes uncovered. Apparently they work in conjunction with each other. Hmm. Um, but, uh, so she, uh, she was represented by, uh, some lawyers from the UK uh, and claimed that outlawing a full face veil was contrary to six articles of the European Convention. Uh, they said that it was inhumane and degrading against uh, the right of respect for family and private life, freedom of thought, conscious, conscience, and, of course, religion. But what happens when the practice itself is degrading and dehumanizing? Well, I think each individual gets to determine what degrades them. If it's mm. If it's done by choice, I mean... Really, the what problem the, is that it's you know how these things work. It's not really choice. Well, indeed, but it is because uh, because the person is not being forced to do it by the government. I mean, the the point at which it becomes a problem uh, is when the government forces a degrading thing on a person. Mm. Anyway, she wants to wear it. Uh, it so it was. It's been tried in this court. Uh, the court has upheld. France's position. Interesting. Yeah. So, uh, so France claims that the reason behind it is not to, to uh, put Muslims down, but rather that you can't have a friendly uh, um, law, rule of law state mm. if people can't see each other's faces. That somehow, yeah. the, somehow, seeing someone's full face uh, is seeing someone's face is uh is key and ne- and a necessary component of uh of of uh a society with the rule of law interesting and uh and belgium was uh was participating with them on this i believe was it belgium i think it was belgium as as another country that was outlawing that has already yes that has okay. done the same thing so they were they were uh also so so yeah it it frees yeah it's belgium so this uh, this ruling frees them to uh, to and keep any, this law, and other there are other, other European states that are considering it. Huh. It's about they they claim that they're that the laws are aimed at quote helping everyone to integrate. What if they don't want to integrate? Oh, <clears throat> I mean, I mean they say I don't it, know. It's about social communication, the right to interact with someone by looking them in the face and not disappearing under a piece of clothing. Says Isabel Needless Botcher, representing the Belgian government. Mm. Needlessly. <laughs> Boo. <laughs> anyway, uh so that's so that's where it stands now in Europe. Huh. They can ban the burqa. I see this is this is a funny thing. I I ugh. it's a tricky one. Isn't I can it? argue on both sides of this, I think. <clears throat> Now I, really, this, I think I really can, and I have. The complainant and was I definitely argued for France. Just leave these people alone, right? 
give them give them a generation or two and they'll integrate into your society you just need a little bit of patience right that's kind of or they won't. but i don't think they i don't honestly don't think they will i don't think they're very will. very uh uh, uh insular but communities. don't but don't they have a right not to integrate if they don't want to well why why did you move to france you like the cheese? I mean, I like. Well, I mean, they may have been moving away from dangerous and oppressive. Yeah, uh, I mean, that's true. Regimes. And, that's true. And they Fran- might have had if they were if they were in sort of the international refugee system, they probably really didn't have much of a choice. I mean, literally, these because are France's chickens coming home to roost. Countries say we're letting so many people in, and all of a sudden, a bunch of people from one of the camps clear out is kind of how my understanding well but france <laughs> kind of france kind of has to let a place. lot of these northern africans in because they went and colonized these countries yeah, this is their chickens coming a, home to roost you break it you buy it yeah pretty much i mean the same applies to england both yeah. of these countries went in and said these are our countries now and then and you know then you're sort of when you're a protectorate of a country those are kind of citizens of that country like they created this quagmire for themselves. Then when they wanted to come in, you know, and but they didn't know what was going to happen. Nope. But that's that's their problem, not ours. <laughs> but the other thing is that yeah, these people are often refugees from countries where they could be where they were in serious trouble if they stayed. Yeah. I mean, there are, you know, wars well, being Well, now fought. they're somewhere that doesn't want them wearing their thing. Yeah. How bad is that? Well, I I don't think it's that bad, but I do th- I I I am of two minds about this thing. I I don't know. I mean, what if I want to go to France and and wear a Scooby Doo mask? It's, Apparently, I can't do it that. It doesn't promote a uh, uh, what was it? Um, uh, living together. It doesn't promote uh, social communication. That's the one. Rule of law is the phrase I was. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, friend, and, friendly and what's, rule of law. What's is interesting? That what's, was that the phrase? No, friendly know. something. You said friendly. Uh, was one of the first. Where did I see friendly? I don't know. Huh. Um, but I, but I do think it's interesting. I mean, the the complainant was willing to say, was willing to raise the veil for any like law officer or whatever. She was saying that's reasonable. It's reasonable to ask for me to show myself. You know. If a if a law officer needs to know, or if you know, for a court, Just check or, my ID, or whatever. Yeah, but uh, but they still didn't buy it. So, don't uh, no Halloween in France, I guess. <laughs> I don't think that's the ruling. I think so. I think it's how ha- <laughs> they've banned Halloween. As long as you don't dress up in a burqa, you're fine. Right. <laughs> it, don't go as a Muslim, as an oppressed Muslim woman. Well, you can go as an oppressed Muslim woman, but you have to go as one who only wears the uh, the hijab and not the the niqab. The hijab is your hijab. You keep I keep these. doing that. My brain's just <laughs> hijab. That's so funny. Yeah. I'm, apparently, I have I have Islamic dyslexia, <laughs> and that's it's a uh, it's a it's a little known disorder. People mm-hmm. don't know about it, but it's there. Yeah. Anyway, there you go, France. Uh, no more, no more of those things in France. That's just too bad. <laughs> All right, um, I want. Let's see. I, oh, oh, this is the last one. Yeah. Uh, so I really don't have to think this through very hard. I bring it know, home. I know which one I'm. I'm doing. Um, Hobby Lobby. 
Kobe Lobe. <laughs> this is a story that's been going on uh, for for a while now, ever mm. since uh, the uh, mandate, um, the uh, contraception mandate, uh, was uh, made part of the uh, ACA or Obamacare. Right. Uh, and uh, this week, the Supreme Court finally made their decision mm. um, with regards to whether or not Hobby Lobby um, could defy uh, the 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 ACA, the ACA. yeah, and uh, and uh, in having only offer insurance for their employees that does not have a contraception that does not cover contraception, right? Um, so. Uh, we all know that that happened. Yeah. We all are probably various uh, degrees of pissed off. Right. There was there, there was outrage in yeah. the blogosphere. Yeah. Um, and uh, so I don't really want to talk about it. Okay. Or the case. I want to talk about a response okay. to uh, the, 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 the whole thing. So uh, some clergy in... Uh, be, 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 be. Oh, I'm on the wrong page. Um, uh, the, in Illinois, uh, got together uh, some people from United Church of Christ, um, and uh, Unitarian Universalists, and some people from Planned Parenthood went to a Hobby Lobby where they uh, handed out condoms <laughs> in protest. Right. Which it, it's cute. It's cute, but it's not. Condoms weren't the issue here. No. No, but this, they, is, this but, is female. This is women's reproductive. But but you can't hand out rights and issues, and you and can't hand out the morning after pill. Why not? Because that's it, the appropriate response here. Yeah, but it's also well, it's not a prescription drug, but it's a controlled drug. Well, just have people sign the form. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so anyway, so it's cute. They do the whole thing, uh, and they protest. Yeah. And uh, they should hand out IUDs. See, but the, just little rings. That's not what an IUD is. IUD, oh, the IUD is the one under the skin. No, the IUD is a, it's it's inserted, but it's like a little, it's like a T shape sort of thing. Oh, I guess I don't know what an IUD is. I know it's you say it. I was thinking of what like the Nuva ring thing. What is oh, that? Right. I I don't know. That's birth control. Yeah. Oh well, yeah, I mean, that, that's like a but it, yeah, pres- it goes prescription birth control. Yeah, an IUD is an intrauterine device. It's a and what device. does it do? It, I I don't know. This it is prevents the gay man. Pre- it prevents pregnancy. It goes up into the. How does it? In what? What is it blocking? I is think, it? Is I think it, it actually is is like pharmaceutical. I think it's actually irritating everything in there and just making it so that sperm doesn't like to can't get through and and eggs can't implant and all sorts of stuff. Serious. There are two types. There's a <laughs> copper type, and that literally all it does is just irritate all of everything in there and make it so that so that that sounds horrible. Well, it's uh, theoretically the women can't actually feel it. It just sort of makes everything. I don't. It disrupts sperm mobility and damages sperm. I'm reading it now. This is a horrifying device. <laughs> you should see the thing. Here, look. Look at that. It's like a it's oh like a, it's like an anchor. Yeah. Yeah. And that's not getting in the way of anything? Uh where is that? It's it's in the uh it's it's in the the what 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 part is that? So okay, but anyway, so you go to your doctor, your gynecologist, I assume. Yeah. 
and he or she puts that in. Uh huh. And it prevents pregnancy. It's certain. It's it's in the uterus, and it just uh, yeah prevents pregnancy, and it lasts for a long, long time. How long? As know. long as it's there. I don't know. We really shouldn't be talking about this because we don't know what the fuck I'm we're talking about. Fascinated. And right now, my friend April is going <laughs> nuts with this conversation. Why? Well, because she hates when we talk about like women things and there's no woman to talk about it. <laughs> and because uh, because she, I think she had an IUD and it like it actually had very negative effects on her and it was oh. really really hard on her and stuff. Oh, okay. and we don't know what the hell we're talking about. We're just trying to sort it out through Wikipedia right now, and that's uh, not the best way to go. Well, about. okay. So, anyways, <clears throat> anyway, I'm a little confused now, <laughs> and I feel completely derailed. We are derailed. We've we've gone. <sighs> Anyway, uh, but but yes, yeah, so so I mean I get where they're going with this little this little handing out the condoms thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But what's interesting? But I think you're right. It's off the, the mark. It's, yeah, it, there's that. What they did do is they got some press, which is mm-hmm. good. Um, but it also like I mean when I immediately when I read the story I was like oh pfft, you know Church of Christ and the and the. Uh, um, not Presbyterians, the universal Universal, Unitarian Universalists. They've gotten together. Whoa. (laughs) Like these are barely even like Christian churches. (laughs) Um, And so um, I was like, Oh, all right. But it turns out when you just start poking around a little bit, there's actually quite a bit of um, opposition to this decision from places that you wouldn't immediately expect. There's actually, um, um, you know, it, the, because the fact of the matter is, we like to think that the, the the Christians are all you know rabid conservatives, right? And it's just not the, the case. No. And so there have been a lot of moderate voices, religious voices, chiming in and saying, "We really don't. We really don't like this. We really disagree." Yeah. Um. And uh, w- it concerns us that you're placing um. That this corporate personhood thing is now basically also letting that personhood have a, a moral conscience, right? Yes, and, a corporation and, is now so much a person that they can have a religion, right? And that and that religion, the identity of the corporation, trumps the identity of an actual woman. Yeah, a person who actually is alive, who has breath, who has yeah. who. Like has medical needs, and it's a real problem. And we were we were kind of talking about how we have a very shitty Supreme Court right now. It is is, this is a scary court. Yeah, we've got a scary Supreme Court right now. Because who knows what they're going to do? I mean, right now the Christians are are in this country are completely emboldened. Yeah, between this ruling and the Galloway versus and the Greece versus Galloway. Yeah. Christians are going to start bringing suits left and right. Yeah, because they know that they have a court that's friendly. They have to a court them. that's extremely friendly to them. Like and in ways that are clearly like not that are subverting our constitution, which is their mandate right. to their own religious beliefs. Yeah. There's so, a case there I mean this is I'll give you an example by the way of of how emboldened the Christians are. Now Uh, Right after this, a letter was sent um, with signatories from uh, Catholic uh, uh, charities Uh and uh, and uh, several others, including including um, Rick Warren, 
Oh. You remember him? Yeah. Um, sent to the president that just said, because the president uh, is considering a, uh, a an executive order. He already did an executive order that uh, there was no, there was not to be any discrimination against gays for anybody in for any office in the federal government right for any job in the federal government right now he's saying that any uh organizations uh charitable organizations as well that work with the federal government or with federal money uh-huh. uh also they can't discriminate against homosexuals oh okay right uh, right okay. and uh these this letter would like a religious exemption to that so we're the- going to religion exempt our way to hell in this country <laughs> only for you gays it's fine for me no, for the whole country yeah no you're absolutely right it's going to ruin what was once a fine country well and i and and i have some uh we'll we'll discuss some of that in our final segment things are really going downhill <laughs> it's i well and i'm pe- pissed the pendulum swings frank the pendulum no swings. i'm pissed well, you should be pissed. It's actually pretty uh, infuriating. I, I need a, like a... But, I mean, this country only oppresses you if you're gay or a woman. So, I'm fine. <laughs> oh, I mean... If or you're not Christian. Or if you're black. Or, oh, shoot, you're right. Damn it, if yeah. you're not Christian. I'm yeah. not fine. Damn it. Yeah. Now, now they got me, too. They got me, too, Frank. They got That's me what too. I'm saying, Dan. Wake up. <laughs> I know. Pull your head out. I wonder how many straight white Christian men there are in this country. Ugh, too many. Because that's the that's the protected class that's left. I think we outnumber them. I know we outnumber Greatly. them. Greatly. Greatly. By, by a huge we margin. We need to storm the castle. The castle. And uh with pitchforks and and, and torches. Yeah. Yeah. That'll and, work. And take them down. That would solve the problem in the Supreme Court. <laughs> we storm the Supreme Court. Yeah. Just get them out of there. <laughs> Ride them out on a rail. I, did I just commit some kind of federal crime? I think you might have. I, we, we, I don't think we advocated killing anyone. No, 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 no. I said throw them out. Yeah. Storm, breaking that, in and with pitchforks. Metaphorically speaking, of course. We oh, are, yeah, we yeah, are yeah. of course, no. speaking metaphor. By making sure that we elect a president who, <laughs> will, be, who re- will replace them with, with an accurate representation with, of this. With reasonable humans. M- citizens or citizenry of this country. Right. Anyway, uh, <laughs> before we get into any more trouble, if you have any questions, comments, or uh, m- legal advice uh, for our <laughs> pending defense, uh, you can write to us at podcast at thankgodimatheist.com. Or you can leave us a voicemail at 424-666-8442. Right. Or uh, you can... What's the other thing? You can uh, get onto Facebook. Oh, yeah. You can do that. <laughs> Go onto Facebook at facebook.com slash Atheist and look at all of the things. There's a Twitter feed at Atheist as well. Oh, wow. We're, we're, we're going to do not? the Twitter. We did it last week. Okay. Keep uh, it going. And, and, we're, uh, and our, our blog is at thankgodimatheist.com. All right. We're going to take a quick break. Quick patty break. Patty break. And, uh, oh, go patty boy. This is Jock who says in the Old Testament, men had many wives, and it seems like it didn't go against God. Where does it say in the Bible that man should have only one wife? 
hey, I mean, go to Utah and have many, many. <laughs> go to Saudi Arabia, you can have four. And if you don't like the ones you've got, you say, I divorce you, I divorce you, I divorce you three times, and you can go get another one. Really? And that simple. if you're going to hook up with a prostitute, uh, you marry her, and then as soon as the liaison is over, you say, I divorce you, I divorce you, I divorce you, and uh, you're free to go do it again. Mm. That's a pretty convenient religion, isn't it? I would say. All right, wh what about it? The Bible says, as far as the elders, he should be the husband of one wife. It says it in the Bible. That's New Testament. Uh, mm -hmm. Go back in the, in the uh, book of Genesis. For this cause shall a man leave his father and love a mother and cleave to his wife, singular, and mm -hmm. the twain shall be one flesh. Yeah. That's the biblical order. But <clears throat> somehow those kings, I mean, Solomon had... 300 wives, 700 concubines. How did he have time for all that? Yeah, well, some of it was just a collection, I think. You reckon? <laughs> I reckon. Well, Nobody'd want to contend with that. Nobody's got the strength? <laughs> no. <laughs> man, he'd take a lot of vitamins for that poor old man. He, no wonder he went astray. All right, so much for that. But uh, I tell you what, though, I, I said when they make these rulings that they're making about homosexuality, when they're making these rulings about uh, other sexual practices, it won't be long before they cancel the laws forbidding bigamy. You know that has to be because, mm -hmm. I mean, if after all, if, uh, um, if polyamory, if, if people love each other, uh, according to the Supreme Court, then they're adults and they could express their love any way they want to. So laws against bigamy, it was said uh, by Rick Simtorum, I believe, in the United States Senate, surely enough those laws will come down, and surely enough well, they will. Well, once you change the definition. E everything goes. Yeah. Okay, but I, elders, husband of one wife, that's what the Bible says. <laughs> it's what the Bible says. He did not answer that question. No, it says it in the Bible. Well, guess what else it says in the Bible? Dan, it says it in the Bible. So, I mean, honestly, he... He should be rooting for polygamy to come back. Well, yeah, he's an old, old rich man. There's, yeah, <laughs> he, he, he's, he would be one of the first people to benefit from being able to take another wife because yeah. he could go get a bunch of young ones. If he can participate in a benefit from a wife, uh -huh. if he's still capable of that, mm. he's the first guy that could that that, uh, that would get that benefit. I think even if you couldn't uh, participate. In the benefit, as you say, yeah, um, uh, it's nice just to have young people around. It is. It is. <laughs> uh, there are many. There's many an old man with a with a young, pretty wife who probably has on his arm. Yeah, who probably doesn't have to do much. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it is. It. It's shocking to me that how how easily uh, biblical perform proponents uh, dismiss. The Bible's own recounting of what marriage used to look like. Oh, Dan. I mean, it's clear. It was Adam and Eve. Yeah, and then Cain and wives. I think it's like one generation later. I'm pretty sure it was just one generation later. Suddenly, suddenly it's polygamy. No, no. Adam would have had more wives. She was the only one available. Yeah. There was only one woman. It was literally there was just one choice. Well, but there was the first <laughs> attempt as well. There was there was Lilith, right? Oh, I don't know about the Lilith thing. Isn't that apocryphal? 
I don't know. I don't know that story. Oh. Yeah, they were made from uh, the same clay, and so she she had her own voice. That's why Eve was made out of a rib. Her, yeah. Right? Olamic, who's a descendant of Cain, was the first to have wives uh, listed in the Bible. But okay. I mean, you, you get four chapters into Genesis, and you're already there. <laughs> you've got you, you there's plenty of uh there's there's plenty of polygamy in the bible i just and I, I but i mean it doesn't that was that was millennia ago the mormons go for that one man one woman thing and their polygamy was decades ago yeah 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 i know so it's like uh you know you can have it's pretty easy to have a uh a very um what do i want to say a short memory <laughs> when it comes to inconvenient uh, beliefs. Yeah, all right. Oh, so we have some people write into us. We have some uh, some listeners who uh, who communicated with us. Uh, you'll recall uh, that we talked about um, Kate Kelly, the the excommunicated uh, Mormon woman who 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 was pushing for ordin- ordination of women. Mm-hmm. Um. Well, Rabbi Gruber, do you remember Rabbi Gruber? I do remember Rabbi Gruber. Uh, I, I love when he writes in. He wrote in and said um, that that reminded him uh, when 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 I compared uh, excommunicated Mormons to women in abusive relationships. He said it reminded him of chained women of modern Orthodox Judaism. Oh wow! Uh, the Talmud, he says, based on Deuteronomy, states that only men only men may divorce women, not vice versa. From ancient times through today, uh, the disappearance of a man without positive knowledge of his death would create a situation where the woman was chained to the man. She could not marry until uh, the issue was resolved. Oh, wow. Isn't that wild? And apparently in Orthodox uh, Judaism, that's still the case. Oh, my that's God. Till now. Um, so he just runs off or disappears in some way. She's yeah. stuck. She's stuck. They, if they can't because find a body... Because he can't initiate a divorce. Right. Wow. Right. Uh, so uh, the rabbis didn't worry that much about a man being present, uh, but refusing to divorce his wife. That reason, The reason was that he could always be forced to do so, either through coercive measures, uh, ranging from uh, communal pressure to physical violence. Oh, yeah, yeah. So like, yeah. if he was around... They didn't worry about that too much because if she wanted a divorce, the the rest of the community enough. Yeah. could get together and be like, "You gotta let her go, man." <laughs> was that it. your godfather? I don't know. I don't know what that was. <laughs> I could tell by the 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 I how you were holding your your lips. I was and ready your hand to gestures. do. I was ready to do something, but then I was like, I don't know what to do. I didn't want to do my my dumb standard like stereotypical Jewish thing. God, I'm so bad. Anyway, um. He he says today the situation is flipped. Disappearance of a husband is much less of a problem, especially with uh, modern well, cadaver modern times, yeah. ad- identification yeah. techniques. Okay. However, uh, with the advent, uh, oh, and also with the advent of the Enlightenment, a Jew could leave Jewish society, find another Jewish community, or move. So communal. So oh no. So he's saying that with that, uh, with a Jewish, you know, with a uh, a Jew being able to leave the society or find another Jewish community or or move. Communal pressure has lost its sting. Oh, right. Okay. So violence, in turn, lost its legitimacy as a judicial action. <laughs> so Israel 
uh, in which marital issues are legally under rabbinic control, has instituted what? other coercive measures from fines and loss of state business, uh, state business professional or driver's licenses to jail. What? If a man won't let his wife out of a uh, out of a marriage that she wants to get out of, right? But they can't. But but the rabbis don't use these consistently, due to some influential medieval rabbinic authorities who invalidated any divorce done not of the husband's free will. Wow. So, and in the USA, Uh these measures are not available, of course, because in the USA, the rabbis don't have control over over legal marriages. Well, they they should sue for that because apparently the Supreme Court <laughs> right might be willing to give them well, yeah some authority. Maybe. Uh, some states have passed laws to force husbands to give wives religious divorces as part of civil divorces. Uh however, these have mostly been struck down. So, <laughs> huh. many this is interesting. Many rabbis make husbands sign prenups that they will give their wives religious divorce divorces uh and that has shown us some positive results. Oh wow! Isn't that amazing? There's always a way. So give us some time. Yeah, and 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 seriously, there's always a way to figure these things out. But there's no way out of it. The thing is that there's no way out of this uh, of this stupid rule because it's it's in the Talmud. It's it's in the Deuteronomic Deuteronomic law, right? Uh, and it's handed down by God to Moses on Sinai. It cannot be changed. Wow. If a woman gets a civil divorce and remarries outside of Israel, Uh she is technically an adulteress, and any children she has are ruled bastards. That's rude. And according to Deuteronomy, bastards cannot marry any other Jew except for another bastard or a convert. (laughs) And any of their descendants are considered bastards, too. Perpetually bastards. You got a line of bastards. Doesn't matter how married you are, you could be as married as a motherfucker. But your kids will always be bastards. And their kids and their kids. Because they can only, because bastards can only marry bastards. Right. Or converts. That might be your way out. Yeah. I just I, I, that's that's some good stuff, Rabbi Gruber. Yeah. That's thank some good you. stuff. Thanks for sending that oh in. Oh my god. Crazy. Coca wrote in. Uh she said, Hi Frank and Dan. Um uh she uh, a lot of nice stuff about us. And then she says, uh, anyway, I was curious what you do with donations. It doesn't matter at all since you're doing the podcast on your own and you don't make any claims as to a nonprofit mission or anything like that. Plus, I imagine just the cost of having a website and, pu- and publishing a podcast can take a chunk out of your own pockets. Not to mention the fact that you set aside uh, time every week to do it. So just curious, when you get a big donation, do you guys go out for surf and turf? <laughs> do you just split the money? <laughs> Well, again, love the show, uh, and keep up the good work. Well, I, I, I thought I'd bring this up because it yeah. seems a fair question. It is a fair question. We do ask uh, for donations, and Support. Uh, and we don't necessarily divvy out, uh, tell people what we're doing with it. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think I mean, we have said that we use the money to uh, pay for hosting, yes. both for the podcast and for the website. That's right. We did recently have the uh, website uh, revamped. And which we had which to pay for that. Cost us a a, a good chunk of there money. Was, there was a chunk for that, um, and is pay con- for the web design services. And yeah, and uh, and let's see what else. Um, when we've uh, had meetups mm-hmm. with uh, with listeners, we'll buy our dinners. Sure, we've um, we've had to pay for uh, obviously equipment 
There's oh yep, the microphones that we're talking to you through, and all of the intermediary equipment between the microphones and our computers. Uh huh. Uh, and that costs a lot of money. Uh, but in the end, also, we paid for our uh, our trip through the South uh-huh. uh, last year. Yep. Uh, in with, part. In part. with uh-huh. That's true. Some of it came out of pocket. Yeah. But most of it was paid for by, yeah. the, by donations. We try to keep the money focused on the sort of, thank God I'm atheist. Right. Uh, and, we, uh, even, including t-shirt sales. As yet, we have you know. not uh, paid ourselves anything. No, nope, never taken a dime for ourselves. Uh, n- nor, nor have we paid... Uh, volunteers to the program like our dear Mackenzie. That's, that's true too. Uh, but but in 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 large part, we like to keep all of the money and use it for uh, for our purposes for the show. We'd rather build what what we're trying to do rather than prematurely try to make money off of anything. Right. Because right. I mean, might as well just keep it into the into. The, I mean, we have we have our own ways of paying for our own lives. Now that so, being said, <laughs> and we're both fine right. in those regards. Right. That being said, however, we would we have both expressed a desire to devote more time and yeah. more energy to this thing, but we can't do that until we start making enough money that we could actually pay ourselves. Right. Um, so we have a goal of getting enough donation money uh, that we can start to make this a job. Right. Uh, we would be able to produce video content. Mm-hmm. We would be able to spend time because all of that stuff takes so much time. And right now, we literally we have to support ourselves. Right. So we can't afford that time. Right. Um. So you know, the we keep asking for donations, and part of the deal is that we're eventually we hope to get to the point where we can uh, let go of some of our uh, money making schemes elsewhere and <laughs> devote more time. <laughs> And more energy to producing content for right. you guys, but ultimately, like, I yeah. So I was going to say more about it, but I, I think I think that suffices. Right. If you guys want, so if you guys want to support that goal, if you guys want to help us get to the point where we can actually produce a lot more content, right, and a lot more really good stuff, and I think we we have the good stuff ready to go it just takes a lot of time to get it done and yeah. we don't have the time to devote to it yeah. so if you want to support that i we encourage you to go to our website thank god i'm atheist.com and click on the support uh button all right and that would be helpful thanks for writing in coca yeah thank <clears> you um hey frank and dan i wanted to let you guys know uh this is kevin writing i wanted to let you guys know that you have another peace corps follower what? I just finished my service in Morocco, and I found your podcast while over the seas. Uh, overseas is what he said. I said the the. I didn't. He didn't write over the seas. That was just me. Hmm. Anyway, uh, serving in an all Muslim country as an atheist was really difficult. All day, every every day, people tried to convert me, hmm. and I constantly had to circumvent the discussion to something else. I finally told my best friend there I was an atheist, and after explaining for a long time, it meant that I didn't believe in a creator. It did not go over very well. Uh, Anyway, thank you guys for keeping me sane, and I look forward to future podcasts. Also, if you guys have any questions about Islam, uh, let me know. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Kevin. Put you in the Rolodex. (laughs) Indeed. Uh, Danny writes in and says, uh, oh, wait. Yeah. I'm sorry, I had I had the uh, the highlighted part unhighlighted. Uh, I'm writing to ask uh, or bring up the discussion about losing your faith. Was there a specific event, statement, or maybe just a clarity of thought that made you question your faith? 
religious people talk about that moment uh, a lot, that, about that moment a lot amongst each other. Uh, I believe to get more discussion, I believe to get more discussions to happen on the topic, we as a community must do something similar. Um, I have been, I have listened to every episode of your show and I can't recall you guys talking about it. Huh. <clears throat> For me, he says, as funny as it sounds, uh, what made me start to question everything is when I saw a video with Richard Dawkins and he was answering a, the question, what if you're wrong? By the time he was finished ans- answering, I was an atheist. Ha ha. <laughs> anyway, he wants to hear our stories. So thanks for writing in, Danny. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, what do you got, Frank? Did you uh, did you have an aha moment, or was it a well, process? I, I I think a lot of this I've already said at different points uh, on the podcast, but just as like a whole packaged thing. Um, before I left on my mission, I realized that I did not. Uh, have in Mormon terms a testimony <laughs> of uh, the Joseph Smith story. Oh, dear. I found it highly uh, suspect. Suspect. <laughs> I was filled with doubt. Indeed. Uh, and uh, and but nonetheless, I sort of I felt a lot of you know uh, family and community pressure to go on a mission. Sure. So I did the whole thing, and I found myself at the missionary training center in Provo, Utah. Um, Still with these same sort of set of questions and doubts. Which and is so the I, worst place to have uh, doubts. Per, yeah, it's kind of awful. And so I talked to my mission, not my mission, my uh, your little branch president mm-hmm. uh, down there. And, and he said, you know, doubts are not bad. And I'm sure I didn't like fully say, I don't have a testimony. Right. Um, and, he, you know, doubts are not bad. And, you know, it's a part of the normal process of faith that, you know, at times... You'll have questions, and and working through the, those questions is what's important. Blah 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 blah. Hmm. And, uh, and and I probably would have been fine if he'd stopped there. Uh huh. Um. He then proceeded with the whole "fake it till you make it" speech. Ah, uh, yes. Where he basically was advocating because I questioned. I said, "Well, in the first discussion, I'm supposed to say that, and the discussions are the were, were the." Back in the day, the set lessons that the missionaries taught. They don't really right. do that, that anymore. But um, so I was like, well, but the first discussion says I need to be, I need to bear my testimony of this specific part of, you know, the, the Joseph Smith story. And I don't know that I, I, I feel comfortable <laughs> doing that. And that's when he started in with this whole fake it till you make it. So right. he was telling me to lie. Yeah, sure. To a potential convert. Right. Um, and, uh, and he said that the time would come that, uh, that, the spirit would bear witness to me mm. and that, that I would have a testimony of it. And I was just like, well, but if I have to lie until <laughs> I know that seems really kind of fucked up. And so anyway, so I went out on the mission and I tried that for a while and I continued to, well, I just kind of pushed it aside. Yeah. Because you learn it, you know, you have it down. You, you, I mean, I could probably still get through most of the first discussion in Italian without even thinking about what I'm saying. <laughs> right at this point, um, makes so it you easier. Have it, you have it all memorized, sure. Yeah. And I didn't teach a lot of second discussions, and I probably only <laughs> taught one or two thirds. Right. And I don't think I ever got past that. There were six at the time, and uh, and so I because uh, it was it was Rome, Italy, folks. There weren't a lot of people very interested. in <laughs> what shocking uh, crazy uh and so uh but i got through the whole mission thing um at one point i remember deciding that it just wasn't worth 
calling it quits and going home early mm. um, because I liked uh, Italian food <laughs> a little too much, and uh, the, the 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 scenery and sights were were definitely worth my time. Sure, and a little pain and suffering <laughs> was, was probably worth it. Uh, and so I just kind of bided my time, got home for whatever reason. And I still, this is one of those things that I just, it's the, it's the, the decision in my life that I'm still kind of baffled at. Right. I decided to go to BYU, Brigham in, Young University <laughs> yes. in Provo, Utah. Well, it got you out of Oklahoma. It got me out of Oklahoma, but you know, I was, I had been planning on going to, you know, OU, which isn't, which is a, that's a good school. Sure. Um, and it wouldn't have got me out of Oklahoma, but it would have got me out of, you know, you're the small town where you Fort Gibson, Oklahoma, where your family was. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, so anyway, so I go to BYU and BYU did absolutely nothing for strengthening my testimony. <laughs> uh, in fact, it had the exact opposite, uh, result. Oh, I had no. never, I had never been around so many Mormons in my life. And I quickly concluded I did not want to spend the rest of my life with a bunch of Mormons. And so, um, and yet, somehow I stayed in Utah. Right. Well, but I moved to Salt Lake, and that's totally different. Yeah. Um. And uh, yeah. So I, I one night at BYU, I kind of had my moment of just admitting to myself that I didn't. If it, I remember the, the thought process w- went something like this: If I didn't believe in Joseph Smith, clearly I couldn't believe in the Book of Mormon. Right. And the Book of Mormon, as the is the foundation of Mormonism. Right. And so I quickly concluded that, well, if I didn't believe in Joseph Smith, he didn't restore the gospel. He didn't write this book. Mormonism is not it. Right. And I was like, well, is there, is there a brand of Christianity that I might be interested in? Right. And I thought about it for a minute and I was like, well, I mean, I, I this whole Protestant thing makes no sense to me. So it would have to be Catholicism. Right. Catholicism is nuts and I was and has nothing that's terribly attractive to me. So I was like, no, that doesn't work. And I was like, well, maybe it's not Christianity. And then I was like, well, at that point, who cares? Right. <laughs> right. Like like Christianity has this mandate that it's absolutely one hundred percent right and everybody else is one hundred percent wrong. And as most do. As most do. But I just uh I, I I knew a little bit about Islam and I was like clearly not I didn't, and I had accepted that I was gay and so I was like no Islam and uh, yeah so there you go long drawn out <laughs> version of it but you know I it was it took years um, although probably not as long as some for sure it took me probably about two or three years from first admitting doubt to being done with it right my story was uh. <clears throat> I don't know. If, I I don't know how interesting it was. I was literally of the age when it was time for me to go on my mission. Mm. Um, all young Mormon men are expected to make this uh, to to go on a mission to go, not to make the decision, right? To, to go. go. Yeah, uh, you're not required by the rules of the church to do it, but everyone knows that you're supposed to go. Right. Yep. I uh, I went in to talk to my bishop because I was having doubts. Mm-hmm. I had been having doubts for uh, a while. Not about, I mean, literally, it, I was prepared to accept the church, but my problem was that I had been praying, I had been asking God to uh, reveal himself to me, and he wasn't doing it. 
He just, I had gone through about a six-month period of just literally begging God every night. Please, God, I just need to feel that you're there. I just need to know just something that I know that it's you. Right. And not just my own, like, emotions sort of swaying me or whatever. And uh, and I read scripture all the time, and it was it was very difficult for me. So I went to see my bishop, and uh, he said, you know, we, we talked about it. He was very sympathetic, mm-hmm. and he said, and he said maybe going to the temple will strengthen your 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 testimony. Right. To use the the Mormon phrase, and I said, yes, that's right. Let's do that. I I bet it will. Mm-hmm. So uh, the first thing you do when it's time to go to the temple is you sit down with the bishop and you have an interview. So we just went into his office and he opened up the binder that has the the temple interview questions in uh-huh. it. And he said, and he's, you know, he started with question number one. Do you believe in God, the eternal father and in his son, Jesus Christ and in the Holy Ghost? Uh-huh. And I said, well, I don't know. <laughs> and he said, and he didn't say a word. He just looked at me. He goes, the correct answer is yes. Do you want well, to get into the temple? Well, the I, answer is yes. He No, he just stared at me, and I said, oh, I have to say yes, don't I? And he said, yeah. And I went, oh. Okay, well, bye. <laughs> Literally, I, I was like, well, I can't say that right now. And he said, okay, and... We shook hands and you I failed left. the first question. I couldn't even do the first question. Well, you would have had a tough time with the other ones too. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I mean, and and from then on, it was like, well, then I was like, I was so exhausted by the whole thing of like begging God to do. I mean, it was like literally, if I had owned a whip, I would have been self-flagellating. Lucky for you, you didn't. I know. Uh, lucky for my sexy back now that I that it's unmarred by scars. Anyway. Please. Uh, anyway, I, uh, uh, so I, I finally, I knelt down and I prayed and I said, God, I, you, I don't know why you haven't, uh, shown up for me. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm still open to you showing up, huh. but I'm going to, but I can't keep doing this. Right. right, right, right. Uh, so I'm going to relax a bit. And then I started to, and then I freed myself to just see what was out there. Uh-huh. And the second I took that breath in of just like, okay, we'll just just let it go and just see what's really out there. Uh-huh. I was like, holy shit. I don't think Mormonism's true. And that was the gay thing that first that first put me onto that. Like what? I was like, well, Mormonism, you know, I had enough friends. I had enough friends who had told me that they were gay and that they didn't want to be gay and that they had tried to stay in Mormonism and they tried to not be gay. And I was like, well, this was 1990 in Salt Lake City. Yeah. Well, it's 93 or something. Early 90s. Right. But I mean, where where were all these gay people? Well, I mean, I was in theater. Oh. Come on. Problem solved. Yeah. So, I mean, I was like, well, if if they're driven to the point of suicidal because they've tried so hard not to be gay and Uh they they haven't been able to do it and they've tried so hard to make the church work for them and Uh it hasn't. I'm like, why would God create a person... Make them that way, uh-huh. and then command them not to be that thing. But see, that's not your place to ask that question. It was my place because you... logic had started to invade. No, 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 no. Yeah, that's not how it works, and you know that's not how it works. It was how it worked for me at that moment. So, <laughs> so then I started. To, so then I was like, you know what? Mormonism's probably bullshit. I'm going to let go of Mormonism. But I still believed in God for a little while, and then I was. Like, and but once you start down that path of just, like, you start in these like 
ever expanding concentric circles of like, of like you well, know, if I well, can question this, this what about the bigger thing? And right. What about the bigger, what about the larger, I guess it's more of like the Venn diagram. And once you, like and once you start, once you start releasing like, no. yourself from the fear of these things being wrong and you just start asking yourself if they're actually wrong, well, they are. <laughs> and so, you know, there you go. How dare you question, Dan? I know. It's not your I place. Know. It's not to be a happy Mormon. I shouldn't have done it. You should not have done it. Shouldn't have done you it. You could be married in the temple mm. at this point. Oh, so, so You good. could have a gaggle of kids. Oh, yeah. Um, working I, some... I'm sure I would. Low-level mid-management job somewhere. Sure, yeah. I'd be, mm-hmm. I'd be a good middle manager right mm-hmm. now. Yeah. Oh, solid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Working at Adobe or something. <laughs> Um, anyway, uh, one more, one more email. One more. We'll call it quits. Uh, Laura wrote in, I'm a college student in Georgia and last semester, a group of students at my school got together and decided to start a secular student alliance. Ooh. Many students, including myself, looked for one, uh, looked for one when we first enrolled and came up empty handed. So we decided to start one ourselves. Well done. Good for you. Anyway, uh, we're officially starting meetings in the fall. And I'm excited to help build a community for non- non-believers in an otherwise extremely religious area. Do you guys have any suggestions on activities or events for a club focused on secularism? We want to keep it fun and avoid stepping on too many toes. As always, uh, looking forward to the next podcast. You guys hmm. are great. Hmm. Well, Laura, uh, I think you've come to the right place because yeah. we are geniuses at this stuff. Full of ideas. <clears throat> and or... Yikes! We I don't know what to say. I mean, I speakers bring in speakers, bring in a lot of speakers. Yeah, uh, there are plenty of really interesting people. Bring in us, raise some money, and bring us in. We will come out. <laughs> we will come out and chat with you. Um, but also, um, I say do do a lot of community service because uh, in your mm-hmm. area, the what you need is good press. Yeah, don't don't adopt a mile though. No, don't adopt a mile. Why not? Because in that part of the country, the the Secular Student Alliance or whatever it was called, it's just going to get defaced super quick. No, the sign. Yes. No, well, you, I guess most of the people probably won't know what secular is. <laughs> That's probably why <laughs> oh, you, it would still. No, you just adopt you adopt a mile of of highway that people don't pull over, or people just don't freeway, just one that nobody traffics. <laughs> no. Don't do we that. We don't even know if Georgia has an adopt a highway program. I know, but um, but do do uh do some community service. Community service is good. Outreach is great. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and uh, and I, and I would get, say I would say you know press releases. It's probably, you need to write press releases about all this stuff, right? And send it to your school's paper and send it to the local always, papers. Yeah, get some press. Get some press. Uh, go and do good things. Mm-hmm. There's nothing that can be bad about going out and doing and, good and things. And talk about your positive message. And talk about the fact that you're not out here, you know, to... to you're to, not to, against to, to, things. To, to rile up the Christians. Right. You know? Right. Don't be against things. That's what I would say. Be for things. Yeah. Find what you're for. Yeah. And go and, and pursue it. That's good advice. And uh, and and everyone loves an ice, ice cream social. Oh. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. And have a little secular student date night thing, too. Oh, yeah. 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 I, although, you know, you get a bunch of secularists and in, in especially, you know, young people. It's going to be. It's a mess. It's going to be orgies before you know it. <laughs> Not that I actually have anything against I don't that. have any That's, problem with it. There was a lot of judgment in how you said that. Um, I was, I was, yeah, I was doing the whole. 
how the how the religious <laughs> view us. Uh, although, uh, learn from uh, apparently some of our local uh, little atheist groups have have had to like make rules about how their parties go. No, no, they they know they know who knows. Everybody Who's knows because they? they made the rules. They had to. They just had to make <laughs> sure that the boundary that there were boundaries in terms of what happens actually at the parties. There so are no rules about like who can go off with whom, right? But actually at the parties, let's have some some boundaries. That's all. Oh, there were issues. Mm-hmm. Apparently, anyway, no big deal. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> Every group gets to determine how they work. So just uh, just uh, start out well, and you'll end well. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Okay. All right. Anyway, uh, thank you all for writing in. If anybody else wants to say something to us, uh, we'll uh, let you know again how to do that at the end of the show. Yeah. All uh, right. Uh, it's the Fourth of July, Dan. Should Should we sing this the Star Spangled Banner? I th- I think we can spare our listeners <laughs> that any such misery that torture. Um. No. Well, we started talking about like. Well, what if ugh, we don't just want to talk about the Fourth of July? But, um. But how could we like work in a little t- little chat about the state of religion, maybe in America? Freedom I mean, of religion. America, America is uh, supposed to be these United States of America are supposed to be a land of freedom. Mm. Uh, so, so what what are we looking at here? We've had some recent uh, Supreme Court rulings that have been disappointing. Yes, for those of us who enjoy freedom of religion. Yeah, who are not religious. <laughs> Indeed. So, but you know, we hear a lot. Enjoy. We hear a lot from the right about how freedom of religion is is not about freedom from religion, and it's not about it's 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 you know they they have their idea about what freedom of religion is, and they yeah. you know you hear a lot of a lot of stuff from them. It, it, I think their freedom of religion, in their mind, means that they can get away with anything in the name of religion. Right. They can they whatever can, their religion requires or you know uh says no to they uh they doesn't matter what the outside laws are. Right. Right. It doesn't matter. And if you if you you're you're it, you're infringing on my freedom of religion. Right. Because exactly. you if you if you if you're trying to force me to cover my employees uh birth control that's impinging on my freedom of religion. To say to to not do that to to make to force me to do that right. you are you are you are infringing on my uh, freedom of religion. So I went I I you know I found a lovely little article that was uh, what was it BuzzFeed or something like that. Ah, yeah. um, no, Addicting Info posted a thing that was some uh, some fun quotes some um, yeah quotes uh, what, what they called it and this is about as stupid a but it's one of those clickbait titles but it's founding got you 35 founding father quotes conservative christians will hate oh i wonder did mckenzie post this where did i find it i have no idea where i found it well anyways (laughs) so you were looking at that and i was like well wouldn't it be fun to do like a little uh i don't know if we'll be able to achieve a full point counterpoint because i don't know which ones you're gonna read um but um i'll go find some conservative some quotes conservatives will hate right or right or no quotes from a founding father the liberals will hate you're the liberals will hate yeah yeah yeah, you're right you're right you're right and uh and so uh i kind of had a hard time um (laughs) because i don't think like one of these people 
It took right. me a minute. So I initially uh, searched for uh, conservative quotes, uh, founding fathers, conservative quotes. And I did find one. Okay. But it, it, was, it was a desert otherwise oh. uh, of, of quotes. Um, but I found one on bodybuilding.com. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I like the source. So that's where most of my quotes will be coming from. When I realized that really what we're talking about is Christian quotes. Right. And I searched founding fathers, Christian quotes. Boy, howdy. There's then, plenty of them. Then they came up. Then I, so I have, I have a lot of quotes to, uh, to deal with your quotes. Okay. So uh, do you want me to go first? Why or... don't you go first? Okay. And then I, you, I will, um, I will rebut. Okay. Okay. Um, uh, I will start with, I'll just start with an easy one. Okay. John Adams in the Treaty of Tripoli mm. uh, said this, the government of the United States of America is not in any sense founded on the Christian religion. Oh, that's a pretty tough one to beat. Okay, let me let me let me find one. Um, is not in any way founded on the Christian religion. Right. Okay. Let me. Um, you don't have to directly rebut it. Just come up with a, an interesting quote. An interesting quote. Okay. Um, let's see. Uh, I want to do. There's so many Thomas Jefferson. Um, well, okay. I'm stuck on trying to rebut just slightly. Um, I predict the future for happiness. This is Thomas Jefferson for Americans if they can prevent the government from wasting the labors of the people under the pretense of taking care of them. Oh, okay. Well, then I'll hit you with back with another Thomas Jefferson. Okay. In every country and in every age, the priest has been hostile to liberty. He is always in alliance with the despot, abetting his abuses in return for protection to his own. It is error alone that needs the support of government. Truth can stand by itself. Oh, okay. Um, I don't really have anything for that. No. Um, um, well, let's see. I could we could go, go Jefferson for Jefferson here. If you've got a lot yeah, of Jefferson, I, I, I can. But the, his are all like, uh, like personal li- like liberty and freedom type stuff. Like mm-hmm. no man, no free man shall ever be debarred the use of arms. <laughs> um, every citizen should be a soldier, right? Like <laughs> this is bodybuilding dot com. Sure. Okay. So sure. <laughs> how about this? Uh, uh, Christianity neither is nor ever was a part of the common law. Hmm. That's Thomas Jefferson. Okay, okay. Um, I don't have a Thomas Jefferson. That's okay. Go um, with something I else. have a John Quincy Adams. Oh, okay. Uh, the hope of a Christian is inseparable from his faith. Whoever believes in the divine inspiration of the Holy Scripture must hope that the religion of Jesus shall prevail throughout the earth. Hmm. And it goes on. But I think that that's sort of... He says uh, this religion needs to be everywhere. Yeah, yeah, he does. His father would be a little annoyed by that, I think. Um, oh. Well, yeah, I'm going to... Uh, can I come up with another John Adams? Here's another John Adams. Okay. Um, oh, this is uh, this is from a defense of the constitutions of government of the United States. Um, he says, although the detail of the formation of the American government is at present little known or regarded either in Europe or in America... It may hereafter become an object of curiosity. 
Well, it has, Mr. Adams. Hmm. It has. Hmm. Uh, it will never be pretended that any persons employed in that service had interviews with the gods or were in any degree under the influence of heaven, more than those more than those that work upon ships or houses or laboring in merchandise or agriculture. It will forever be acknowledged that these governments were contrived merely by the use of reason and the senses. Hmm. Bam! Wow. I love that one. Wow. That one's a smackdown because you hear all the time from the Fox News types. Mm-hmm. The founding fathers, this this is a country based on Christian values. The founding fathers used the Bible for blah, blah, blah. You hear all of that all the time. Right. That is a direct and as as direct and forceful a refutation to that notion right. as could be imagined. Right. Um, what I find interesting is that what I'm hearing from a lot of these quotes from you. Yeah. It, it, our, our founders talking about the role of basically saying no religion in our government. Yep. Um, but what you hear from the right are quotes a little bit like this from Thomas Jefferson. Um, I am a real Christian. That is to say a disciple of the doctrines of Jesus Christ or God who gave us life, gave us Liberty. Mm. Right. It's all about their personal convictions. Right. From, Thomas Jefferson, who we know was like nothing in this right. government, is you know well, and the he himself, he himself is the guy that went through and redacted the New Testament and took away, it took out every bit, everything that made Jesus magic. Right, he took out. Right, because he was into kind of the philosophy of Jesus. Right, he was not into all the stories of him being magic. Right, well, and that's, I mean. The, 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 that was the times, yeah you know, um, Benjamin Franklin, I had this quote that I read to you earlier. Mm. Um, he says, as to Jesus of Nazareth, my opinion of whom you particularly desire, I think the system of morals and his religion as he left them to us is the best the world ever saw or is likely to see. But I apprehend, uh, it has received various corrupting changes and I have, with most of the present dissenters in England, some doubts as to his divinity, though it is a question I do not dogmatize upon, having never studied it. And I think it is needless to busy myself with it now, when I expect to soon, or expect soon, an opportunity of knowing the truth with less trouble. <laughs> um, I see no harm, however, in its being be- in its being believed, if that belief has the good consequence, as probably it has, of making his doctrines more respected and more observed, especially as I do not perceive that the Supreme makes or takes it amiss by distinguishing the unbelievers in his government of the world with any particular marks of his displeasure. <laughs> so like it's a he, fascinating quote. Isn't it isn't it though? Like again saying basically I like what Jesus had to say. Right. I don't know much more about it, but I mean mostly I just like what he had to say. Right. Yeah. I mean, was he divine? Probably not, but who knows? Yeah. We'll, we'll see when I die. Yeah. yeah. Well, sadly, though, uh, too late once you've died. Well, yeah, maybe. Because you're not going to know anything. <laughs> sure, you, I guess in a sense you find out by not finding out. Right. Well. But you didn't do anything. You're dead. Yep. Um, but, um, but, is, but, but isn't that interesting? Like, yeah. I'm kind of thinking it through right now and it seems to me 
that 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 the the pundits talk about their personal beliefs, right, or their willingness to to say that Christianity, oh yeah, you know, and they Christian take, teachings are just fine, and they take know? they take these personal beliefs of these men as evidence that the Constitution was mm-hmm. meant to protect Christianity in a way that it wasn't. Right, exactly. In a way that my quotes make it clear right. that it was not. Right. Uh, there are some interesting quotes from this, uh, from, from this uh, collection that I thought, you know what? Those could be used by either side of this argument. Oh, really? Yeah. There was one that said that, that was from Charge Pickney uh, at the Con- Constitutional Convention who said, the legislature of the United States shall pass no law on the subject of religion. Well, that ended up not being true. (laughs) There's plenty of laws about religion, but, I mean, that doesn't necessarily go one way or the other, except to say that, uh, that, I mean, I guess what he's trying to get at is that the, the law shouldn't be about religion. But, I mean, you could also say that that means that the law shouldn't be manacling a religion shouldn't shouldn't bind a religion in yeah, yeah, yeah. um even george washington said this which i which i perceive could go on either side of uh, the, the both sides of this argument could take this one if i could conceive that the general government might ever be so administered as to render the liberty of conscience insecure i beg you will be persuaded that no one would be more zealous than myself to establish effectual barriers against the horrors of spiritual tyranny and every species of religious persecution. Right. So that's about, hmm. you know, don't persecute the religions. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. Hobby Lobby could could put, could put frame that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, although I think it applies just as well to our, our argument. Mm-hmm. One of the things, though, that I wanted to bring up, and I finally, you know, the, the nice, the thing that I loved most about this list of quotations was that I had never found the quotation. You hear a lot from the right that freedom of religion is not about freedom from religion and that the, right. the and that and it's true that the the separation of church and state was meant to protect in part to protect the religions themselves mm-hmm. from the tyranny of a government who would tell them what they had to believe and what they you know all or of to that. just utilize the religion for their for their, their purposes. purposes right yeah. uh but you i had never found a quotation that involved non-believers people of no belief mm. before well this one's from from thomas jefferson okay because religious belief or non-belief is such an important part of every person's life freedom of religion affects every individual state churches that use government power to support themselves and force their views on persons of other faiths undermine all our civil rights Moreover, a state support of the church tends to make the clergy unresponsive to the people and leads to corruption within religion. Erecting a wall of separation between church and state, therefore, is absolutely essential in a free society. Wow. I, th- I don't think it gets more definitive than that. Yeah, that's pretty good. I think... Uh, Done. I think I win. <sighs> I was sure I'd find something on bodybuilding.com. <laughs> yeah, it, it is it, it is sort of the source for uh... <laughs> It was it was not fair. I clearly no. could not get behind these no. and I had a I I, I don't yeah. think like them. I couldn't find anything good. And frankly, we don't care for a fair I fight. I don't, I don't care. Uh I don't, yeah. What I care about is that uh these yeah. I th- I think it's very clear 
that how uh, things were supposed to shake down. And they haven't shook down exactly that way just yet. <laughs> we may still have a bit to go here in these United States. Mm. I'm going to move with the sheep to New Zealand. Yeah, you know, New Zealand sounds like a nice place. It's gorgeous. It's beautiful. Nice people, I hear. They're, they're great people. They put fried eggs on everything. That sounds pretty nice. Do they? Uh, my first my my first introduction to the concept of a fried egg on a burger was from my friends coming back from New Zealand and going, they put fried eggs on everything. <laughs> and why not? Yeah, all right. Well, um, if you would like to chime in at all, yeah, you can and, uh, respond to anything that we have to say. You can uh, email us at podcast at thinkgodimatheist.com. Sure, uh, you can l- do a voicemail. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'd love to hear your voice. Sure. All you have to do uh, is just call in. That's 424 666 8442. You should check out our Facebook page, facebook.com slash. TGI Atheist. Right, or uh, go to the uh, the website, thankgodimatheist.com. You can read stuff that we've written, you can listen to the show there, and you can uh, you can support our mission here at TGIA and uh, and help us bring you more and better stuff. Indeed. Thanks to McKinsey for all of the Facebook help. And yeah. uh, you know, and always thanks to the Red Rock Hot Club for the use of their music. Yep. Uh, happy 4th of July, everybody. Hope you, uh, you know, set things on fire and stuff. (laughs) All right. Have a good one. Bye, guys. Bye-bye.